Yes. Cool. It is a sensation. A feeling. For the first time, the axe head has substance. She can actually feel it. Carefully, she scoops it from the water, fearing that any minute it will dissolve and slip through her trembling fingers. But it doesn't. Tightness grows in her throat. Her eyes burn with tears of gratitude, but she blinks them back as she turns the axe head over and over in her hands. This is the time. Then she sees it. Senses it, really. The light. It hovers over the bank of the river, brighter than the sun, so brilliant that it's difficult for her to distinguish any shape or detail, though for the briefest moment she catches a glimpse of what could be wheels— and eyes. The rest is light. Everywhere light. And sound like a roaring waterfall. But there is no waterfall in this river. The sound comes from the light. Fear and awe grip Gertie. Tears spill onto her cheeks. She hears the voice. It has been there all along. In the roar. It is the roar. It thunders all around her, yet resonates gently through her body. It is all-powerful and infinitely tender. His time has come. Gertie nods, the tears now flowing freely. Through her blurry vision, she sees movement in front of her. A young man with long, dark hair is kneeling in the water. He wears a coarse burlap robe. He's kneeling exactly where the water had been boiling. He looks up to her with gray, penetrating eyes. They're filled with fear and confusion, but even more alarming, they are filled with a lack of hope. Gertie's heart swells with compassion. She has known of him since he was a child, has prayed and interceded for him these many years. She wants to comfort him, to encourage him, but he bows his head before she has a chance to speak. She looks back up into the light, puzzled, but the light gives no answer. There is only the tender, thundering, consuming roar. She feels the axe head move in her hands. She watches in alarm as it grows soft, starting to melt. No, please, dear God. Has she come this far only to fail again? and still it melts, becoming nothing but a puddle in her hands. But only for a moment. Immediately it reshapes itself. She watches in amazement as it grows, as its texture shifts from cool metal to rough, porous clay. Seconds later she's holding a squatty cylinder, a flask. The axe head has become an ancient clay flask. Joy floods through her, It radiates into her arms, her hands, even her fingertips. This is what she has been waiting for. This is what she has been hoping and praying for. Instinctively, she removes the flask's stopper. Her hands tremble in excitement. Without a word, she tilts the flask and a thick, clear oil spills over its lip, falling in uneven spurts onto the boy's head. Her tears turn to quiet sobs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As the last of the oil drains, the light before her begins to dim. The roar also fades. The boy, the river, 
Everything around her wavers like a mirage until, in a matter of moments, they have all disappeared. Gertie Morrison opened her eyes. She was back home, still kneeling before her bed. She kept her head bowed, resting it on the thin, worn mattress that had become soaked with her tears as she continued to pray, Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Part One Chapter One Brandon hated it. How many years had they been pulling these stupid pranks? Three? Four? Ever since they were seniors in high school. Sure, it was fun back then, back when they were kids, but now it was getting old, real old.